This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Hey, welcome to Transformative Principle. I am looking forward to sharing this interview with Jeff Becker with you. But first, I do want to say that Jeff and I are doing a special webinar this week uh, that I would love to have you at. It's about implementing SEL at your school, and Jeff is an expert in this, and so this is going to be a great webinar that you don't want to miss. Uh, so please uh, sign up for that. Go to jethrojones.com slash webinars, and you can access that. That's jethrojones.com slash webinars, and you can access that, and I'll make sure there's a link to that in the show notes. Thanks so much, and enjoy this interview with Jeff. Welcome to Transformative Principle. This is episode 321, and I am excited to have my good friend on the podcast again. This is Jeff Becker from CanDoYou.us. Jeff, welcome to Transformative Principle. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jethro. I appreciate it, man. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today because you've been doing amazing work over the past couple of years since we've known each other, and I wanted to have you on the podcast again because... So I've been doing a lot of work around trauma, been doing webinars with different people and and sharing that work with others. And people keep asking me for resources around social emotional learning and how they can put those things into practice. And you recently created a new podcast about SEL. So why don't we start by you talking a little bit about that SEL podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And so just to give a little bit of background is, uh, so I'm a former school counselor. Um, I've my master's degree in elementary and secondary school counseling. And all of my work has kind of kept pointing me in the direction of the whole child, non-academic stuff, because we all know that the academics are going to get done. But I've always felt like there was just so much more and so much power to the non-academic stuff and that social and emotional learning. And so we'll talk a little bit more about exactly what that means because it's kind of a buzzword right now. But yeah, so the intent of the Can Do You SEL podcast, so it's Can Do You, you as in university. So the podcast, we interview the leaders, like the biggest players in the social and emotional learning world. And the hope is that we spread more knowledge about social and emotional learning, um, that we empower social and emotional learning champions, and we inspire people into action to actually 
do more social and emotional learning wherever it is that they are in whatever capacity um, that they can, whether they're a teacher, an administrator, a social worker, a counselor, whatever it is, we're just hoping for more of it because we really believe in the power of it. Yeah, absolutely. And your latest interview uh, at this time of recording it is with uh, JC Pohl, which was really, really powerful. And he created the organization Teen Truth. And, you know, you've, you may have seen those Teen Truth videos where he gave cameras to kids and had them just record, you know, for yep. like a year and got a ton of fascinating information. So you can check that out. But what I really loved about that was was his emphasis and focus on having kids be part of that conversation and not just a bunch of adults sitting around saying what's going to work with kids and what's not. Absolutely. And that's, and that's where the magic happens. A lot of times they say, and when I say they, people a lot smarter than myself, they say that social and emotional learning, a lot of times people are afraid to um, be the leader of social and emotional learning, whether that's in their school, if you're a principal or an assistant principal, or if you're a teacher, because sometimes people feel ill-equipped to do it. They might be saying to themselves things like, I'm not a counselor or I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist. Well, the cool thing about social and emotional learning is that as the leader of it, really, all you have to do is be a facilitator of it. You don't need to be the expert in it. You just need to be supporting. You need to show empathy. You need to ask good questions. You need to be the place where students can have these conversations and the students oftentimes will lead you through the process rather than you leading them through the process. Mm, I like that. Students will lead you through the process. That's good. And the reality is, is like, there's not a perfect or one size fits all process for anything. And certainly not for social emotional learning for kids, but there are some key components that places like castle has created. Can you talk a little bit about those five core competencies of castle? Yeah, absolutely. So CASEL, if you're wondering what CASEL is, so that's C-A-S-E-L. And so CASEL is the Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning. So they're essentially, I don't, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but like the governing body, the, the, the headquarters of all of these amazing social and emotional non-academic leaders that they set out to support and facilitate social and emotional learning all over the world. And so they just had their, their first conference in Chicago. They're based out of Chicago. And so this is a good opportunity to talk about what social and emotional learning is. Because I think another problem that we face when we're trying to implement it is that it just kind of feels fluffy. Like it's one of those buzzwords like character ed or leadership education or one of these things. And sometimes it can, it can feel kind of fluffy. So Castle, they have five core competencies of social and emotional learning. And that's self-awareness. How well do you know yourself? Recognizing your triggers, recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses. Then there's self-management. Self-management is once you know yourself, how well can you manage your thoughts, emotions, feelings, put yourself in a position to, to be successful. Then there's social awareness, which is how the world works and how society works and awareness of other cultures and uh, the benefits of working together and being in diverse situations. Then there are healthy relationships. That's the fourth competency, which is pretty obvious, uh, whether you're three years old or, you know, 35 years old, there are huge benefits if you know how to have and recognize what a healthy relationship is. And then finally 
It's responsible decision-making. So again, that's it's self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, healthy relationships, and responsible decision-making. So those are the five core competencies or buckets that all social and emotional learning lessons fall into. Yeah, and that's a really... So like, it sounds fluffy. It sounds, maybe I don't know how to do it because I'm not a counselor. But then when you think about it, it's like, oh, I know how to talk about being self-aware, having empathy and respecting other people. I know how to talk about self-management, not being compulsive or impulsive is the word I meant to say, not compulsive. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But that, that probably works in there too. Right. You know, I know, I know how to think about being socially aware and how to, you know, deal with relationship skills and communicating and building teamwork and just engaging with my peers. Like that makes sense. And, and yet it can still be a challenging thing. And I think that that's because people are afraid that they might do it wrong or that they might not say the right things. What would your advice be to someone who's, who thinks, Oh, what if I say something wrong when I'm talking to a kid about, you know, social awareness or self-awareness? Yeah. And so that's great. That's a, that's a really great question. So we do, our organization can do you, we fly all over the country to do professional development on social and emotional learning. And a lot of times that is one of the biggest apprehension points of social and emotional learning. And one of the reasons, and so principals out there, I think you can appreciate this is that teachers, myself included, I'm also a, a teacher. One of the things teachers hate to be put in a situation where they don't feel like they're set up for success, right? I think that's where a lot of pushback comes from teachers when they don't feel like they're set up for success. Like, uh, I think we've probably all worked for a principal that will shoot you out that last minute email like, oh yeah, and you need to do this by tomorrow. And it's just like, oh my, and it, it really is exhausting for teachers. So we address that is that, listen, we're not, we don't want you to feel the pressure of social emotional learning. If you work with children or students of any age, again, from pre-K up through high school, you already and if and if you really care if you really belong in the in with students is that that that's like 80 to 90% of the battle right there yeah totally is that you you understand students already you understand the anatomy of whatever age group you're working with you know what to say you know what not to say it's it's in you as an educator that cares about children and here's what i would say is you know more than you're giving yourself credit for when it comes to social and emotional learning like, you know, not to open up a wound with a child in the middle of class if you don't have the resources to close that wound. You know that students want to be heard, right? Whether it's a, a, a six year old that wants to tell you a story. Like, so my yeah. daughter's four, and my daughter, she has these stories that go on for like seven minutes. I don't even know what they're about, <laughs> <laughs> but they just want to be listened to. And, and the yeah. high schoolers that I teach that are 17, 18 years old, they just want to be listened to. People, don't need to be chosen, but they need to be heard. And people love to be listened to and they love to feel like you have empathy for them, that you're actually hurting when they're hurting and that you you really do care about them. And that above all, that you're creating a space to talk about things that are bigger than academics. So just with those couple things, that's my encouragement to you. Like, Don't go into it with fear, go into it with love and empathy. Yeah, exactly. Don't feel like it's something that you have to accomplish or check off. Feel like it's something that you do, that you, that's a core value that you spend time listening to and hearing from these kids. Like, and, and I think most teachers, most principals can get 
get on board with that. Don't you feel like most people are already there? I mean, that's what you said before, so I'm sure you do. Absolutely. And so when when we unpack what our company does, so just to give a brief idea about what we do is we create um, social and emotional learning videos because we know that it's really tough to fit things into the master schedule at the high school level, especially, is we create six to 10 minute videos that students can watch pretty much in any class, anytime. You can kind of squish it into the corners or build it into the beginning of your periods. But anyway, when we unpack what is required and what isn't required of teachers. And when we explain to them that, listen, we're giving you that opportunity teacher to talk about something rather than math. Like if you're a math teacher, I'm sure you love your math lessons, but I think deep down, most of us are educators for a bigger reason, and that's to develop young people. So here you go. Here's the gift. Your your principal wants to give you this gift of 20 to 30 minutes once or twice a week to talk about more than just math or science or social studies. Like, yes, that's all very important. But hey, educator, you're free. Let, let's talk about some other stuff. Because And once they realize that they're being given the green light for that, it really lights teachers up because it makes them feel like they're making an even bigger impact than they were before. Yeah. Well, that is just so powerful because what that says is that your opinion and your values and what you believe matter as a teacher. Right. And you should take the time to discuss those things with kids and and not in a way that like you are, you know, preaching or saying this is what you have to believe. But just having those bigger discussions about how you make decisions and how you come to a conclusion about something that you believe and different things like that. Those are those are important conversations for people to have because kids are trying to figure all that out as well. And in the absence of them doing it with their teachers in school, they're going to be doing that with their friends and with their peers who may not have the best ideas of how to make yeah. decisions, you know? So it's yeah. really important to be able to do that and to, you know, have those decisions, not just one-on-one, but also as a class so that other people can chime in. And it's not about having coming to the right answer for any one person. But about that process that you go through of reasoning and thinking and deciding and making decisions, that's where right. I really see the benefit of that. Yeah. And if you remember, and so all the principals listening to this podcast, think about a time where you really had a connection with a teacher or a counselor. Like think about when you had some kind of problem or you were going through maybe a breakup or maybe you were being bullied or picked on, or maybe you were having a big academic struggle. And you had a teacher that got outside of their content area to ask you, are you okay? Or to give you some advice or to tell you a story about when that happened to them. That probably changed your life forever. And it changed the way you approached your day. It changed the way you approached that class. And quite possibly, it changed the way you saw teachers and school in general. So if you want to talk about transforming the culture of your school and and having kids build relationships with teachers and, and vice versa, carve in a little time for social and emotional learning because at, at worst, it's going to help the students to see how much the educators care about them. And that is transformational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. At worst, it's going to show the kids how much, how much the adults care about them. 
yeah, if that's the worst thing to come out of it, then, yep. you know, that's a that's a pretty good thing. And on the other end, yeah, you're in a good place. Yeah. What are the what are the benefits that you see when you're doing SEL in a school? Yeah. And, and that's a phenomenal question because we get it. It can feel risky doing something non-academic, whether that's in an, in an elementary school, a middle school, a high school, just because there are so many boxes to check anymore. And pretty much every course is teaching to some kind of test. And the pacing guide can make you feel like your, your heart rate's going to get going when you look at it as a teacher. And so we absolutely get it. So here are some things that were put out in studies from Castle. So for instance, as a principal, you're probably wondering, how can this benefit me? So here are a few ways that um, this isn't a study that we did. This, these are studies that Castle did. There were 213 individual studies by Castle and their associates. So here are a couple really fun, fun facts. So principals, if you're thinking about doing SEL and you're on, kind of on the fence about it, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, check this out. All right. So for instance, we're talking about conduct problems, right? That would obviously help you if you could reduce conduct problems. So studies show that 22% more of your students would show fewer conduct problems rather than if you're a school that doesn't do SEL. So if you do SEL, 22% more of your students would show fewer conduct problems. 23% of your students would improve their attitude. Now, I don't know what school's principals are listening right now across America, but if you're in a school where you don't feel like any of your kids have attitude problems, then I want to come work for you. <laughs> yeah, that, no kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, 23% of students would improve their attitudes. 27%, and this is the big one. This is what most principals want to know. 27% more students would improve their academics. So as much as we'd love to have students with compartmentalized brains, unfortunately, that's not the way that our physiology works is that if you're, I'm thinking about a high school that I've worked at before right now. And so one of the problems at low performing schools is it's the obvious stuff. It's like your students aren't focusing for state standardized tests. Students are having academic problems and high frustrations. You'll have MTSS data will show you that 85% of students will get it with a tier one intervention, but then you have the 15 at tier two and the five at tier three. Well, let's look at those tier two and three students. They're having probably hard time focusing. They're probably having hard time making decisions. They're probably having a hard time self-regulating their emotions. They're probably having outbursts, which are affecting not only them, but other students in the class. Well, what does all of that boil down to? That boils down to social and emotional learning all over the place. Every problem, and this is a challenge for principals, I want you to write down the problems that you're having in your schools and how they manifest in the classroom. Now, I want you to, underneath of those problems on a piece of paper, write down the five core competencies of CASEL again. So that's self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, responsible decision-making, and healthy relationships. Every single one of those problems is going to fall into one of those buckets of social and emotional learning. So you will see big gains in your academic, in your students' academics. And, and finally, this is a really cool one, is that we know that student suicide, depression, despair, loneliness are on the rise. 24% more of your students will show an improvement in emotional distress. And that's just really cool. If you can't get a better night's sleep at the end of a day knowing that, then I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna do. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, that that idea of 
writing down all your problems in your school and then fitting them into each one of the buckets from Castle, I think that is really, really powerful and something that would drastically improve your work with kids. I mean, right. Because we're always trying to figure out the why. Why is this kid behaving this way? And if we could find that this kid is fighting because he doesn't have good social awareness, right? Instead of self management being the issue, like we could really make some some powerful changes with that kid in his life by doing that. And and that's something that I haven't done before, but that I think is just a great idea of, of an activity to do. Yeah, get to the get to the root of it. I was doing a really cool yeah. interview on my podcast. And one of the things that we were talking about is as it relates to like drug use, for instance. Well, ever since the 70s and 80s, we've been coming into schools with a poster with drugs on it. And we're like, okay, this is marijuana. This is this kind of pill. This is that kind of pill. This is this kind of drug. This is that kind of drug. They're all really bad. Okay, well, that hasn't worked in the history of drug prevention. So what we need to do is we need to dig down deeper and be like, hey, like, and and we know this is what makes this student feel like they need to do a substance. I was just talking to a bunch of students at an alternative school recently, and I got a bunch of cool data from some talks we did there. But a lot of the students, when given the opportunity, um, we asked them, we said, hey, what kind of videos would you like us to make? So out of about 200 students, I would say about maybe 10% of them talked about how to alleviate feelings of depression and how to not how do I stop using substances to numb my feelings? So if you're talking about the toughest of tough kids that come from really banged up homes that are asking for help on self-regulation and how to process their emotions, just imagine what your high-flying students would be requesting and benefit from. Yeah. Well, and I think in that interview with JC Pohl, you they also talked about how kids in a affluent community were afraid to talk about the challenges and fears mm-hmm. and struggles they're facing because they're being judged for that by the adults in the school yeah. and their peers and that kind of stuff. Like being able to overcome that, I think it would really make a huge impact on kids' lives if they didn't feel like they had to hide from those feelings that they're feeling, you know, if they could talk openly about it. Right. Well, Jeff, you got a ton of amazing resources and you know, it almost makes me want to work in a high school so that I could could share some of these things with. I mean, I can do you can do a lot of the things that we talked about, but your course, for example, uh, or your videos that you do through Can Do You, I think are just so good and and really powerful. What is the one thing that a principal should do this week to be a transformative leader like you? Yeah, that's a great question. So one is, and I'll try to keep it brief and I'll try to keep it to one. So one thing <laughs> um, that I would say is give your educators, give your teachers the green light to carve in a little time. Give them the permission to carve in a, lot, a little time to talk about something non-academic in their classrooms. A lot of times teachers will put the pressure on themselves or assume sometimes correctly, sometimes incorrectly, about what their principal would do if they walked into a classroom and a teacher was doing something that wasn't on, on the agenda from the district. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, let's say I'm a biology teacher and I'm talking about some kind of social issue. Like, I just took some time to talk about Iran in my classroom, the, the crisis that's going on in Iran. 
And, mm-hmm. and I remember even myself, I was like, oh boy, I hope my principal doesn't walk in right now. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I teach an elective class. So I can only imagine the pressure or the fear that a core academic teacher would feel addressing something that is outside of their, their academic area. So I would say, give them the green light, show them what it looks like, tell them what it looks like, tell them that it's acceptable, tell them that you encourage it. And I think you'll, I think you'll, you'll see the benefits of it, not just from the instruction that the teacher gives the students, but for the confidence that you're building within your teacher. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. And I would say from our conversation today, the thing that a principal should do is to write down all their problems in the school and fit them into each one of the buckets from Castle and just see what kinds of problems you're dealing with. And that would be fantastic. So I think you give people permission to do that and then take the time to see what areas they need to talk about for your specific school. I think that would be really powerful. So you can get everything you need from Jeff's website at candoyou.us. You can get the podcast there and you can check out those SEL courses that he has for your school. So Jeff, thank you once again so much for being part of Transformative Principle. And is there anything you need to add before we sign off? No, Jethro, I just want to say thank you so much for the work that you do. And um, you know how you said it it makes you wish that you worked in a high school? Well, I -hmm. wish that I was a principal. So that way I could get more knowledge from you or join one of your masterminds. Like I might create a fake identity just so I can get into one of your masterminds to <laughs> learn a little something from you, man, because I just, you're like, like the Yoda of principles, man. So I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you're doing. And it's just really exciting to be friends with you and just to have front row seats as the, the work that you're doing, man. So thank you. Well, thanks. I'm honored, man. Thanks so much for being part of the show. All right, man. We'll talk soon. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeff Becker. As a reminder, he and I are doing a webinar this week on Friday to talk about SEL. And I'll make this a webinar that you can attend. Even if you're listening to this a little bit late, go to jethrojones.com slash webinar to register or check the link in the show notes as you're listening to this right now. And you can register for that right away. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE.